We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. They use it to push a far-left political agenda in this country that is not only destroying our schools and damaging our kids, but is destroying and damaging our culture. Based on faulty premises. How did this happen? And I just think it's, again, it's a part of the decline of all things that were once rather sacred. But we ha- we are having our young people absolutely indoctrinated in both public education and higher education. Correct the record of what is truth and what is fiction. God's seed has a root structure that's incorruptible and you might not see green for many years. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles on Olive Tree Views, lifesitenews.com, on worldnetdaily, wnd.com, on barbwire.com, and and elsewhere out on the web, and be sure to order my book, which is written especially for teens, now in its second edition, and it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality, and you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Well, it's been a wild couple of weeks on the local, state, and national level, and I want to bring you up to speed on as much as I can cover in the time I have today. First of all, the really, really wonderful news is that the heartbeat bill finally passed both the Ohio House and Senate and was signed by our governor, Mike DeWine. Praise the Lord at last. Passing the heartbeat bill has been an effort that was started nine years ago, and it's about time. This is a bill that would prohibit any abortion in a pregnancy where the heartbeat of the unborn child can be detected, and that's at about six weeks gestation with current technology. And the people we need to thank who dreamed about this bill and did not let that dream die are many people, but primarily Janet Porter of Faith to Action, Lori Viers of Warren County Right to Life, former State Representative Christina Hagen Nemeth, current State Representatives Ron Hood and Candace Keller, and Ohio State Senator Christina Rogner. 
I was down at the Ohio House chambers as the bill was passed, and it was a long afternoon in a packed gallery with lots of Planned Parenthood people in their pink t-shirts there, obviously totally indoctrinated with misinformation, and it's very sad to see. We listened to speech after speech, mostly by very confused women delegates who are Democrats, a few men, and some outrageous amendments proposed. And I will get to some of those and some more details about these folks and their crazy amendments in a bit after I cover a few more topics here. What happens now is that the heartbeat bill will go into effect unless a lawsuit is filed to stop it. And the ACLU has said that they are going to do that. If that happens and the challenge is upheld, then the heartbeat bill would go with other heartbeat bills from a number of other states to the U.S. Supreme Court. And the hope is that they will make a ruling on all of them and overturn, hopefully, Roe versus Wade. So let me come back to this because I want to bring you up to speed on some other recent news. Last week on Friday, April 12th, was the pro-homosexual day of silence, and I am still gathering information about what happened all around the country that day, but just in the initial postings on social media, it looks like the day of silence was, unfortunately, observed by many high school and middle school classes throughout the country. I saw entire classes of middle schoolers in some schools who posed for pictures supporting this evil, harmful day where homosexual behavior and gender confusion are held up as right, good, inborn, and harmless, and like race, which is not true. All of this is a lie, all supposedly to highlight the need to prevent bullying, and that is the Trojan horse issue that has been used to get this agenda into the schools. So many kids are manipulated into supporting deviant sexual behavior, and this blanket support can tragically mislead the most vulnerable kids who may not have the guidance at home to resist these messages. Well, the good news is that there was some pushback by some students on or around the Day of Silence, and as far as I can tell, it was mostly constructive. So stay tuned to our daily commentaries, which air at 10.20 a.m. Monday through Friday here on WRFD, and I will be bringing you the latest news on the Day of Silence and any walkouts or protests that happened, and I hope that many did and many will in the future on all of these pro-homosexual events held in our taxpayer-supported schools, friends. Just think about that. So in the midst of the week where both the heartbeat bill was wrapping up and the day of silence, we were at Mission America tracking another incident that happened at an elementary school in the Columbus suburb of Upper Arlington. All the first grade parents were notified at Windermere Elementary School at about 4 p.m. on April 1st that the next day, at 1 p.m., in one of the first grade classes, a book was going to be read to the whole class, and there was no opt-out offered to families to take their children out of that situation. So the book is, Who Are You? A Kid's Guide to Gender Identity by Brooke Pesson Wedby. 
It's being pushed by the radical group called Gender Spectrum, and you can look them up if you want to get literally ill about the pro-transgender agenda. Look them up on the web. So the book tells little children that when they were born, their parents and the doctors just guessed at their gender, and that's how they came to be known as boys or girls. This is mythology posing as fact. The short notice gave no time for any preparation for these families who might not want their kids exposed to this disturbing and completely inaccurate material. The good news, though, is that there were reportedly many calls to the district offices and the school from concerned parents. The word got around quickly and people stood up and made phone calls. And the even better news is that because of all the uproar, the school then first announced the following day that the reading would be delayed for a few days and that there would be an opt-out provision. But within several days after that, by Thursday, April 4th, the reading was canceled altogether. And the only thing that happened was that the children in that particular class were told that their classmate would now, going forward, like to be called she or her. That's bad enough. That should never, ever happen. But at least they didn't read this nonsensical book, and at least they didn't dwell on the situation. None of these children should be deceived like this under any circumstances. And one wonders if the reading of this book will still occur, but at least the school knows that they have many alert families on their hands, and that's what it takes to make this harmful agenda go away. And we need it to go away, friends. This is extremely disturbing for both the child at the center of this controversy. Think about that child. I believe it is a boy, as well as all the other children who suddenly learn that there are children who can supposedly become the opposite sex, which is a huge lie. This is wildly inaccurate information and can produce trauma and emotional destabilization in some children. Where this is going quickly is toward even more harmful medical practices. A recent article in the Christian Post revealed the extremes to which the promoters of this mutilation are going where testosterone is now being given in some cases to girls who are gender confused at age eight. Yes, eight. No valid research supports the use of testosterone in this way. This is all an alarming experiment going on on our children, and we must speak out and stop this. And then there are now some girls as young as 13 or 14 who are going ahead and having double mastectomies. And there are physicians who will do this. And so far, no one has removed their licenses to practice medicine, which should be done. And also, boys who receive this kind of hormone treatment end up with what is called chemical castration by their mid to late teens. And these treatments almost always lead to permanent sterility in both girls and boys. 
Wow. You have to ask the question, why, since there is very good research showing that the vast majority of gender-confused children, if their confusion is left untreated by medicine or surgery, and there's just watchful waiting, or the emotional issues underlying all this are treated, they are no longer confused about gender by adulthood, but grow to accept their biological sex. I mean, why go ahead with these severe treatments? It's an agenda. It's a medical agenda that hates children. Hmm, where have we seen that before? This is just another version of the abortion issue, friends. Really sad. Please pray for the Upper Arlington schools and all our schools and for all our children being exposed to such harmful lies. Well, the good news about it is that it's waking a lot of people up and people are standing up in many cases. And okay, so there is more news, and this one, going to a different uh, topic now, this involves 4-H and the attempts by some to force the organization to adopt pro-homosexual programs and policies applying to the children and teens who are 4-H members. Well, right here in Ohio, Ohio State University's extension program is in really hot water for what they have been doing. There has been a concerted effort to sneak approval of homosexual behavior and gender confusion into 4-H policies. So all this started back in March of last year, 2018, when the National 4-H, or actually a few activist employees in their ranks, published what they called a guidance document. And here's what it was called for 4-H. Guidance for inclusion of individuals of all gender identities, gender expressions, sexual orientations, and sexes. This is just nonsense. The truth was that this was not approved by the USDA, which is the federal agency that has oversight of the extension services and ultimately then 4-H. And the Christian legal group Liberty Council began to check into this, and USDA confirmed to them that no, indeed, nothing like this had been officially approved. So this was just a renegade document posted on a website, and then when they were caught, it was taken down. The rebels, though, had started the process already at Ohio State and other places, spotty places around the country. And at Ohio State last April 2018, a youth conference was held for some of the 4-H kids, and it was called the Ohio 4-H LGBTQ Plus Summit. Hmm. There were objections at the time. I wrote an article that was published on WorldNet Daily about this. There was uh, coverage in the Columbus Dispatch on it. So there were leaders, adult leaders in 4-H, parents and volunteers, who were not in favor of this. They knew this was not the official policy. But still, some people were just pushing ahead. Uh, just remember, taxpayer funding is used for this rebellion and youth corruption. And there have been questions about whether parental permission was required for this awful summit for those who did go. And so far, Liberty Council has not been able to get a straight answer from the people who organized that summit. So some people affiliated with 4-H and OSU are in big trouble. So the interim director of 4-H, whose name is Kirk Bloor, I believe it is, said this when asked about these new inclusion activities. Quote, if parents or volunteers don't like that, then we are not the program for them. 
them, unquote. What an arrogant response. Take it or leave it. We're in charge and everybody has to bow to their demands, including child corruption. So a spotlight is being held on these activities, though, and hopefully this can be brought to a halt and 4-H can remain a respectable and undefiled influence in the lives of kids. Well, when we come back for the next segment of Mission America Radio, I'm going to give you more details about the really disturbing behavior and policy ideas floated by Democrat lawmakers at the Ohio State House during the floor debate on the heartbeat bill on April 10th. We have our work cut out for us if we want to make some changes and put some new people in office, bring in new leaders who don't support harm to other human beings. And that is what I hope can happen. So stay with us. We'll talk more about this right after these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. So welcome back. And what I want to share with you now is the work that we have cut out for us in Ohio after the victory of the heartbeat bill. We have some really unethical leaders at the Ohio State House. Some of them are from right here in central Ohio. And instead, we need pro-life and pro-family conservatives. We need many such folks to rise up and challenge those who are currently in office at the State House, and it would be great to see some of these people who are so hard hearted and muddle headed, especially toward abortion and true family values, to see them lose in the next election to someone much more qualified and ethical. Because when you listen to what they say about preborn babies, about families with ideas that are full of division, whining endlessly, and full of un-American identity politics and feminist nonsense, you just know that there are better leaders out there. And I have a picture on on our website at missionamerica.com that kind of tells the whole story. It's a group of these women, Democratic lawmakers in the Ohio House, smiling and waving at the camera just before the debate on the heartbeat bill began, and they were ready for their fight to defend the killing of more babies because they're all dressed up brazenly in Planned Parenthood pink. If you have been following Planned Parenthood in recent years, you'll know that their trademark color has become bright pink, and these gals were all ready for their fight to shed more blood. The blood of babies is not pink, by the way. It is not pink. So we had to listen to one whining Democrat after another. There were mostly women, a couple of men, and I'm sorry. You know, they have their stories, I'm sure, but you know what? Don't we all? Don't we all? And there's nothing that's happened to you or me or anyone that justifies harming another human. For those people who have sadly an abortion in their past, God is merciful and will forgive and heal and restore. Of course, he can restore only where there have not been the consequences of death, but his mercy can heal so many wounds. But first... 
people have to have repentant hearts. And the people I'm going to tell you about have apparently, from what their words and their policies express, proud and unrepentant hearts, at least at this point. And what they stand for is hurting so many people. We need to make a change, if we can, folks. Let me just describe some of them and some of what they expressed down at the Ohio State House. Representative Janine Boyd is from Cleveland Heights, and Representative Stephanie Howes is from Cleveland, and she's the leader of the Ohio Legislative Black Caucus, and both of them offered the same amendment. Janine Boyd's was in the Ohio House Health Committee right before the heartbeat bill passed, thank the Lord, and Houses was on the floor. And here's what this amendment would have done. It would exempt African-American women from the prohibitions of the heartbeat bill. Now think about that. This would mean that more black babies would die because these African-American women legislators proposing this. These are folks who claim to be for minority rights and they think this is a good thing. Eugenicist and Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger would be so proud of these women. Well, then there was Representative Michelle Lepore Hagen of Youngstown who proposed an amendment for men to be required to put their DNA in a database in Ohio so they could be tracked as potential abusers and deadbeat dads. This is, you know, just more of this claim that women are perennially victims of men in a rape culture. I am not buying this anti-male, one-size-fits-all, shallow, mean-spirited nonsense. Representative Tavia Golonsky of Akron proposed a removal of the statute of limitations on rape, including spousal rape, and that it should be attached to this bill. Some of this might have some merit, but this bill is not the place to do that. This was just grandstanding, again, with a bunch of feminist rhetoric on the House floor. Representative Allison Russo, who's from Upper Arlington, the suburb of Columbus, proposed an amendment that paid maternity leave would be required of all Ohio employers. She said that having a baby through an unintended pregnancy might interfere with work or the ability of women to care for their other children. Yes, those may be challenges, but a human life is far more important, and to be so dismissive is truly a tragedy. Any woman is able to go ahead and have a baby, and if she's truly in an unworkable set of circumstances, that child would be loved by a permanent adoptive family. Killing a child is the cheap and heartless way out. Russo related a story that's gone through her family for generations about her great-grandmother who died while trying to give herself an illegal abortion in 1939. And her grandfather, who was a young child, is the one who found her dead. She had several children already, and they were in very dire circumstances. And yes, this is a tragedy, but what did she do? She left her children with no mother. I mean, come on. There are many, many ways to look at this. The answer is never to kill the child. The highest ethic we have, other than worshiping God, second is to preserve human life. Russo said, quote, using the force of law to compel a woman is a violation of human decency. Now, I am thinking that the child being killed might have a different 
version of human decency if we could talk to him or her. Then there was Representative Beth Liston of Dublin, who, in spite of being very well trained as a physician, trained in a worldly sense, that is, contended that the bill is not scientific and what she called a cluster of cells is not human life yet. Well, if it's not, then there's no need for an abortion, right? The person is not pregnant. I mean, this is all nonsense, muddled thinking that too many of our younger people in our medical community espouse. This is what many doctors think. And Liston also dismissed the bill as being about a certain ideology and religion. She was very snarky, and we know from that just what she thinks about Christian faith. We also know how ignorant she is about science, which does not, it's not in conflict with our faith. Science supports our faith. Children are human beings from the moment of conception. Representative Richard Brown of Canal Winchester proposed an amendment that no funds be allocated to defend the heartbeat bill in court because he thinks it's unconstitutional. And I can't go over all the other amendments, but others who stood there in their bright pink were Representative Erica Crawley of Columbus, Representative Lisa Sobecki of Toledo, Representative Mary Lightbody, of Westerville, and Representative Amelia Strong Sykes of Akron. Friends, let's raise up different leaders from these very misguided people. Leaders who will protect children and who value life. That's all the time we have today. Just remember, friends, just remember, with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day. 